Ask the Podcast Coach for July 7th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. That means it's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. That's right. It's free podcast consulting. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. How's it going, Jim? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy uh, post-4th of July festivities. Hopefully, as podcasters, everybody has their fingers and toes intact or eyes. That's good. Those are Or ears. Those are probably the four things we need to, uh, we all need to podcast. So it looks like most of us made it through. That's good. Yeah. I uh, I went the old curmudgeon route this this uh, week. Go to bed at 9th, have dinner at Denny's at 4.30 uh, and go to, go to bed at Not quite so much that, but here's the, when, when I lived in Cleveland, I got really spoiled. Number one, they had great, I lived in a, a city called Rocky River and uh, we could bike, we could bike to the fireworks. It was like maybe a mile. And now I'm living in Akron and they, they shoot them off downtown. And that means you're going to spend 45 minutes in traffic when it's over. And it's literally, it's like, Puh. oh, there's one. All right. Well, are they done? I don't know. Mm. Are they done? I think so. I don't know. Oh, there's another one. It's it's just horrible. We had a thunderstorm come through about 1030 and the, the wind picked up and it was going to rain. Like, so everyone fired off everything they had. <laughs> like, as soon as the wind picked up, it was like a, an entire city grand finale. You could, Dave, nice. it was, it sounded like a war zone. It was just so <laughs> crazy. I just went outside in awe. If, if you have a podcast question, it's super easy to get involved. Just come out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. Or if you want to jump right into this video, come out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. And last week's episode had an Easter egg and I did a test and that is, I don't know what was going on with, you know, I use the same setup every week, but I had this weird and it was like this. It was like, I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. I was wondering what was going on in the background. There. And, and I have no idea. So uh, the only thing that was weird is I remember last week I had to pump you up. I had to turn your volume way up. So I think it was maybe a, a, it's a, like noise. a gate. Yeah. It's like you would talk and it would go away. And then I would talk and you could hear it and you could hear it kind of fade in and out. Yeah. So and I didn't listen to the whole episode, but I always I try I always try and catch the first 15 or 20 minutes yeah. from an intro standpoint just to make sure I'm not a jackass. <laughs> so I so at the end, I said Hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but, and I played the noise. I, I took a sample of it out because I actually put a noise gate in it to, to get rid of most of it, but occasionally it would pop in there. And I only had one person that said that replied. So a, not a lot of people make it to the end of the show or, or maybe not making it to some place where they could reply. And he said, I didn't hear it. And the reason I did that is I bet if I'd started off the show by saying, Hey, everybody, we had a little technical glitch, blah, 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 blah. blah and then everybody'd be like listening to it. Like, wait, where is it? Oh, I hear it. I now have my new analogy for this. Uh, If you get bored, go to YouTube and listen to the song Drive My Car by the Beatles. Because in the left headphone, Ringo or somebody is banging the crap out of a cowbell. And once you hear it, it is deafening. You cannot unhear the cowbell. And so I thought about that. I said, if I draw attention to the fact that there's a weird noise in this, people are going to be listening to it and it's going to be deafening. And yeah. so instead, I mentioned it at the very end. I'm like, hey, if you heard that, I don't know what's going on. Sorry. But uh, it wasn't super distracting. It was just kind of like, hey, what was that? No, I didn't. I didn't notice it. And yeah. I kind of thought, oh, that's odd. And I had to listen a couple times to figure yeah. out, like, okay, what did we do wrong? Yeah. You know, what was the. <laughs> what's going on? 
what was the setup or, or, or what did we have? Oh, we had a, Dave, let me ask you this. So we had a, a podcast that I listened to and every, the, one of the guests thought he was on his mic, but it, it was picking up from the camera. Mic. Oh, and, boy. You, know, you, you can't hear that. I mean, everybody else can, it drives me crazy, by the way, when I podcast with people, they don't tell me like, Hey, your sounds is crap. You know, I'm, I'm always listening for it, but nobody else, like, you know, your guests aren't listening for that. So anyways, so that's all they had. They didn't have, it was on the wrong mic. It was on the camera mic as opposed to being on the microphone. And he came on ahead of time and said that, but do you, in that situation where it's obvious right. that this, that the co-host every week is on a microphone, do you say something or do you just let it ride? Hmm. That's a good one. No. So they say they've done 350 of these and they've been impeccable in quality. Oh. And then all of a sudden one week, the, the audio is coming from one of the co-hosts oh. from the camera mic, right? So every week it's perfect, except one week when the one of the co-hosts is coming in on a camera mic. And it's obvious, right? right? I mean, everybody. Do you, do you tell your audience in advance and apologize so that they don't get frustrated and say, I'm out? Or do they, do you just let it, well, you let it be at that point? I mean, it's pretty obvious. It's not a little tick in the background. This is yeah, I think I probably, bad audio. I think I would in that case because it is so obvious. And it's going to be so, depending on the scenario, that could be really bad. You know, if somebody's, you know. I, yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's what he did. He came in in the beginning and said, hey, guys, we just want to let you know, we, you know, we didn't catch this till the very end. And I think what they do is they do a double ender. And so the on the, on the co-host who got the camera recorded, I think it was going to the going to the recording hardware from his camera mic that hadn't been changed over, but they were still hearing each other on the microphones. It's one of those hard things. You can't, you just can't troubleshoot around it. Um, it, it, it gets really hard, but yeah. Okay. So that's what they did. They, they let the audience know in advance. I'll be honest. I listened to it for about three minutes and I was like, can't take it. I mean, I was like, uh, I'm like, no, no, I can listen to this. It'll be <laughs> fine. Don't, you know, it's hard though. People are fickle that way. Don't you think you think listeners are fickle that way? If, yeah. if, if it's just not perfect to the, your normal quality, they're gone. Yeah. If it, again, if it's for distra- that episode, yeah. If it's episode. distracting and it's like, Ugh, I can't take it. Yeah. I, I've listened to a couple where I've heard some people make a phone sound really good. Like it sounds like the phone, but it's, it's, you know, not distracting. And then I've heard other people that have done phone calls and I don't know what's going on, but I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. It just sounds super thin. And the person's on a cell phone outside and it's like, mm, but no. if they're a guest, if the host has really good audio and the guest, guest. is sketchy, that's okay. Right. I yeah. mean, and- for some reason we give the guest a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's because we know we're not going to have to listen to it again the next week. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I can make it you through. Know, I think if the guest is coming in, um, I, I remember I started early way back in the day. I did a fitness tech podcast and, and I started it just not using a laptop mic. I just went in a room. We sat around it. I did two episodes that way. And I got some feedback from somebody who was like, Hey, you know, there are yeah, what you other doing? ways. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. other ways that you've done this in the past that you could use. And I was like, okay, well, we won't do that anymore. Yeah. So. Hey, we got some questions in the chat room. Uh, Mike Delaney says, should you buy the WordPress theme for your website? Back in the day. I used to spend a lot of time finding good free WordPress themes. And by good, I meant all, this is all I wanted. I want to be able to add a header image. I want to be able to customize the colors of my background and my uh, sidebar. And I want to be able to tell what side I want my sidebar on. If I want a right sidebar, a left sidebar or both. 
And that was pretty much it. I mean, I really didn't have high standards. And over the years, I would find one. And then after about two years, the person would quit supporting it. And then I'd find another one. And the person would quit supporting it. And then I'd find another one. And after a while, I was like, you know, um, it's, you know, so I, I recently found Generate Press. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Generate Press, $39 for, and this is the other cool thing I love about this theme, unlimited websites. And the biggest thing I love about it is on Ask the Podcast Coach, uh, you can go in, there are these things called web hooks, and you can basically say, hey, before the post, put this code. And for me, I have after the post, put this code. And it's basically a link to Jim's website, my website, and how to subscribe to us I think in uh, Apple and Google and then a link to uh, hire me as a consultant. And that's on every post now. And what does it do? It literally lets me really customize the colors. It lets me add a header. It's, you know, it does everything I just said for 39 bucks. So if you're not looking for anything super duper fancy, but, uh, and their support's pretty good. They've got uh, a forum. They've got tutorials. Uh, There are other ones. I just started playing last night with Thrive Themes. And Thrive Themes and Divi are kind of in the same boat that they let you do a ton of stuff. But once again, I found myself playing in CSS and that's what I don't want to do. I don't, nothing, nothing against code. I just, I'm looking for my audience. I need a code free theme. And that's what so far Generate Press is. And uh, I was playing with Thrive Themes and all of a sudden they have like, instead of saying, here's how you can change all the colors. They're like, we have color schemes. And like they're what they call orange I call, I don't know, not orange, not orange. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and so I eventually went over and now again, it was super easy and they did something that was really cool. They had a video that showed you how to use the inspector in Chrome or Firefox. Like I just went into my, my sidebar little, I don't know what you'd call that, the background color. And I inspected it and I saw right there where the color was. And they said, just copy that and change the color to whatever color you want it to be and copy that and put it over here in the custom CSS. And it was fixed like that. So that was kind of cool. But both of these thrive and Divi on one hand, let you do so much, but inevitably there's always like, "Mm, I want it to do this one thing. And that's where you got to go into the, uh, the extra stuff. So Dave, you actually a little secret um, when you said inspect, right? So when you're in Chrome and you go in and inspect the code, yeah, kind of highlight the area that you're looking at and then go into the tools and inspect you can actually change the code right there on the website and test it. Yes. I did that by accident last night, actually. Super cool. I have watched my interns have been updating. uh, It's crunch time. It's a gallop this week as our high school interns are re-releasing code for our, and we actually use blogger for ours, which is Mm -hmm. stupid. No one should start with blogger, but it's what (laughs) I inherited. And so they have to do a lot of code to fix it. And I watched the interns go into that inspect tab and as we're talking about changes, they're mocking it up in real time using the inspect tab. Then they just take that, take what they did and apply it to the code on the other side and, and get it done. So it's actually, it's not quite average guy, but it's pretty close. Like with a few extra steps of changing colors or changing numbers or changing pixel width or some of those kinds of things, the average guy can do it. Yeah. But I, so you don't have to buy your theme. But because WordPress changes all the time, you kind of almost need somebody to make sure it stays up to date uh, with that. Same thing, like when people, not to, we'll take a tangent, uh, people want to buy an app for their podcast. And so I had somebody one day say, hey, 
Like, why do I have to pay $10 a month to Libsyn? I'm like, because iOS is going to change over and over and over and over. And so is Android. And you need somebody to keep that app working with the new operating system. So it's kind of the, the same thing. So, but there are free ones out there. It's, it's one of those things. Again, do you have more time or more money? Cause it's going to take some time to find right. the good free one. Uh, oh. Generate press, by the way, does have a free version. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles, but it's a way that you can kind of test it. Um, I say pay whenever you can. Uh, listen, paying for a theme doesn't guarantee it's not going to stop being supported. Right. That's true. Right. It doesn't. A lost but, appendipity themes. <laughs> yes. No, a very popular yeah. appendipity. Right. But I think it, it decreases the odds of it. And, and it's just good when you, when you have those kinds of folks doing that kind of support and building that kind of stuff, it's worth the 30 or 40 or 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, I just, it, thinking you're going to come out and do a podcast that's completely free is probably unreasonable. And if you're going to spend money on anything after you've bought your microphone, themes in in your web presence, I think, is kind of important. I mean, actually, I think hosting is next, right? I think it's microphone hosting website. Yeah. Because you can have a website, but if you don't have hosting, (laughs) you you don't have a podcast, right? Or if you, you, uh, like I have one of my websites, I have to figure out which one, is on a non-WordPress optimized host, and it loads much slower than everything else I do, but it's like $3 a month versus 10. And I'm like, yeah, that needs to go. We need to, we need to upgrade that. Uh, the one and only Emily Prokop, who I have come to the conclusion, Emily Prokop is the new Steve Stewart. Ooh. If you think about it, she's, she's doing the Steve Stewart. Now what's the Steve Stewart, uh, Steve Stewart and still does this. Uh, Steve now runs a Facebook group and everybody just knows Steve. But if you think about it, every time you turn around, there's Emily Prokop. Yeah. It just, there she is again. And then we start talking about her and then people are like, who is and she? She's super generous. By That's the way. it. She's, she's awesome. Um, from the story behind podcast.com. Um, she says, aside from Libsyn, are there any other hosts that can uh, make an Alexa skill for a podcast? Well, for the record, and I don't, uh, it's not that hard to make your own skill. <laughs> it's really not. There's, if you just Google make an Amazon skill, um, it's the, the fun part is you need an RSS feed. Uh, technically, and this is where things get weird your media file needs to be 256 kilobits per second stereo. Don't know why, because it's coming out of a speaker this big. But uh, if you look at the thing that uh, you need to meet this criteria, the criteria, I guess, for that is is that there are companies that will just do that. I can't think of one, but I know they're out there that will make a skill for you. And it's, again, it's like 10 bucks a month. Or, or twenty. Does Lipson have its own skill? So, like Spreaker has a skill. You can say, "Hey, device, oh, yeah. open Spreaker." No, we don't and, have one for okay. Lipson. We make one for you. Got it. So Got that it. you can say, "Hey, enable uh, School of Podcasting," and boom. The, the Spreaker one's pretty cool. If you, you know, if you say, "I think this works," if you say, um, "Hey, Echo," "Hey, Echo," no, it's not going to work. Echo, open Spreaker. Welcome back to resume last played episode. Home Gadget Geeks 334, live, say, resume, to listen to something Echo, stop. So that, if you just, you yeah. know, the wake word for Spreaker, just open Spreaker. Yeah, there you go. And I always say, hey, and with the... the some podcasts. Oh. Echo, stop. <laughs> she did find some. She's of waiting. Course. Okay, thank you. So, um, you could you hear that okay? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of... I don't know that one. Okay. Let's get her to stop. Um, it, yeah, it's it's. There's the other problem, right? There's the the. There's a bingo card, I think. The ever listening uh, yeah. device. Well, that is kind of nice. Um, you know, I don't have to 
you know, with Spreaker, I don't have to um, create my own app. I can just, if I educate my listeners to use the Spreaker app, would you just enable the first time? You don't even have to open your phone. You just enable it. Would you like to enable the Spreaker app? And they say yes. And it the the beauty of that is it's a really, it's a pretty robust player for voice. And so you can advance, you can go ahead 30 seconds, you can pick the next podcast. And then once I open it, I just say play Home Gadget Geeks. And and you heard it was playing, you know, I test that from time to time. So well, the, it's another way to do it. The thing I like about the, the Libsyn app is if you put in your iTunes um, episode numbers, I can say play episode such and such of the School of Podcasting. And then there's a cool fast forward. I can say skip ahead two minutes and she'll skip ahead two minutes. It's pretty slick. Um, I, I need to go in and check my stats. I haven't in a while to see what kind of plays I'm getting over there, which is interesting. Cause now I think about it, I'm not exporting at 256. So I think that's one of those like requirements that's like in quotation marks. Sneaking through. Yeah. It's like, I think it's as long as you're not sounding like bacon underwater. Um, plus there's so many, at, uh, skills now that they, they would have to have a serious staff. To- is that cost? Not a, not a penny part of the 20 bucks. Yeah. So, and it's, uh, we're, we're this close to making it to our, right now you have to email Rob and he puts you on a list and then it goes through that. But we're, we're this close to where just go in and put in your information and it's, it happens. Yeah. You know, I need to do a roundup this weekend or uh, probably not next couple of weeks. So it's going to be busy for me, but I need to do a roundup where I get on all the devices and work through both Siri and work through Google now or the Google assistant work through the Amazon assistant work with Cortana and just figure out all the right ways. And then just have a page on my website that says, Hey, if you have these devices, here's how you enable listening. Um, and it might, it, one, it'd be good for me to know. And two, it'd be good to have my, let my listeners know that it, for these, these enabled speakers or these digital assistants, whatever we want to call them, the, this is exactly how you get it done. It might be a good idea to have because it's changing rapidly. I have an NVIDIA Shield, which is like a media extender for your TV, right? It's got Android TV on it. In, it, in, its, most, in its current update, it got the full Google Assistant, which is pretty cool. So um, uh, I have some Bose headphones that just got enabled with Google Assistant. Nice. So now you can say, you know, okay, Google or Google, whatever it is on your, as you're listening to the headphones and it will, it will do its thing that way. So, um, there more and more devices are coming out. I think it's, it's probably good. We start having lists. It's the early days still, but it's probably good that we start having lists of for our listeners. Hey, here's some new ways um, to listen. Scott had asked a question, yeah. podcasting question for Jim. He said, Spreaker seems confused about the HTTPS RSS feed. As you probably know, uh, there are currently uh, users who are there. They're telling current users to just wait a bit, but it also looks like they have a tutorial graphic to explain what to do. So what do you do, right? What do you do now? Uh, I, and I think the issue, right? Most of us know that it seems like in the future, Apple and everybody else, it's going to require a secure HTTPS feed to make this work. So whether you're on Spreaker or anybody else, you need to ask yourself the question, when I'm getting my, when the RSS feed is being created, is it being created with a secure socket, right? Secure socket layer. I think, uh, Scott, Spreaker's pretty, and I haven't dug into this. They're pretty smart over there at Spreaker. So I think I heard Rob say in the Spreaker live show, they're working with Apple directly on how to migrate some of the Spreaker feeds automatically onto HTTPS to get that done. 
So they're, what they're saying is, well, hey, we don't want to break. We don't want to migrate these and then break them. So let's make sure before we migrate them at Spreaker, because Spreaker has to do the migration, right? That's where it has to happen. Pretty before much. we start migrating people, let's make sure every receiver of this feed can handle secure RSS. So, Scott, I think that's what's I think that's what's happening there. Rob Greenlee is super approachable. So if you send, I think it's Rob at Spreaker.com. Yeah. I think if you send him a note, he'll I, he'll get back to you on some of those. I haven't worried about it. To be honest with you, I guess I should because our our entire Gallup feed is on Spreaker. But I haven't, to be honest, I haven't even given a second thought. I'm assuming they're going to take care of it. So, Dave, have you been dealing with that much on the Lipson side? Yeah, we, we basically have it set up. We're working with Apple to where they're just going to update all those. It's one of those things that's weird. If somebody said, I really need a secure feed, they're already secure. If you just put it, it sounds weird, but if you just put an S in it, it's secure because we, it the back end yeah. is already set up to do that. You guys set it up that way. Uh, but we've got to, we're, we're working with Apple to just say, look, if it's blah, 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 lips and blah, 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 just can you go through your database and put an S in front of it? So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's one of those things I think eventually. We're all just going to migrate over. It'll be a non-event. Yeah, it'll be an, the whole internet will be that way. So I, I can't imagine. It's surprising that you know most of the um, most of the impetus to do this is Google has said it's going to to demote sites that are not secure starting on a certain date. And I don't know what that date is, but it's it's, it's coming up. And so everybody's kind of in a panic about it. There is no reason RSS feeds need to be secure. There's just no reason. Yeah, I'm with you on it's, that. I'm it's like, an MP3. Like, there's no information on it. You, in fact, you want it unsecure. You want people to get access. Like, you don't want to have to people. You know, to, you don't want to have to make a secure connection to your host provider to download an MP3. Right? It's public. It's unsecure by its nature. <laughs> So it's it's silly what we're doing here. This is kind of a silly, but the whole internet needs to move to secure to the secure socket layer. So it is it's one of those kinds of things that it's just gonna happen. It's silly, but it's gonna happen. Yeah, Daniel says it's the Y two K podcast. It totally is. It totally it's 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 unnecessary. I do agree. Like we just need to get everything HTTPS. We just need to so we need to stop goofing around. That's the way it should have been done. Right. In the very beginning, um, the, 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 you know, the, the, the pieces when the Internet first started, all those pieces were not in place. We, honestly, in 1973, when we invented the Internet, right. uh, when ARPA or DARPA invented the Internet, they weren't thinking about that. It was secure by its own nature and nobody knew. It knew about it, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they weren't necessarily thinking about uh, the security of it. But uh, in 2018, we sh- everything should be HTTPS. If your website isn't. It's not hard anymore. Like most no. providers are, you can go and just get a free certificate to get it done. Like it's so it's 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 way easier today than it was even two years ago. So if your if your website is still HTTP, you probably need to do a little bit of homework to get it HTTPS. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Dennis asks, I'm thinking of moving to Libsyn. I've heard Dave mention that using SOP free gets you the remainder of the current month and all of the next month. Is that still correct? Yes, it is. So if you did that right now, you would get all of July for free and then you would get a full month, which would be August. So if you joined right now, uh, you would would be advantageous to join on the second of the month and you get two months free. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So, but a little hack. Yeah, a little lips and hack. Yeah. It's all, all one word SOP free, which also, by the way, works at Blueberry and Spreaker. So I'm covered on that. 
Jason, um, Jason's got his question back. Yes, he says, uh, do you plan to try out Pippa? Well, if you've been listening to the history of the band Six Shooter, yes, I am. That's basically why that podcast exists. Uh, and what's really sad about this, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll expand on this, but I started that podcast and then they started doing really slimy stuff. Like I got an email from uh, a listener of mine where they basically called lips and liars. They like, like almost liable. They like, they completely lied about their stats. Like we did that on purpose. Like we like, Oh, look, let's massage the numbers to make our listeners think no, you know? So that was, that's when I was like, Neh. and then I've heard so many people say they get the minute you sign up at iTunes. A lot of times you get a thing from Pippa that says, so they're, I'm not really crazy about the way they market. So it's one of those where it's like, but is that one of your criteria, Dave? You know, do they change your thing? Do they like I don't have in there and they're they're cool with their marketing. They don't attack other people. So that being said, um, the thing that's weird about Pippa, number one, the big one was they have transcripts built in. But their their business plan is a little worrisome to me because I can't find their. Here we go. Their pricing is very SoundCloud ish. And by that, it's $12 a month if you buy annually. Unlimited episodes. Ooh, 5,000 downloads a month. That's new. That is new. See, then this is why I tell people, because it used to be unlimited downloads per month. So it was upload as much as you want, download as much as you want, X amount of money a month. And I went, that's a bad business plan. So now, see, now they don't make my criteria. I want unlimited downloads. I would much rather have the opposite limit how much I can upload. I don't have to worry about my audience, but um, I see for the 20. Yeah. They changed a lot of things over a $20 a month influencer pack where you get on Spotify, YouTube web hooks, whatever that is and SoundCloud reach further and grow faster, push your car content far and wide. So they basically have destinations. Their stats are okay, but annoying. Dave, how do folks, if they're regular audio listeners and we say that, how do they find the video of this? Where's it at? You know, that's something Sean from Be Your Own Nerd has said, hey, because he's uh, an awesome supporter, which we'll talk about here in a bit. But he said, hey, you put the audio in the um, Patreon, but you don't put the video. And I'm like, I need to start doing that. I need to just put the audio and the video on the website. That's kind of dumb of me to, uh, to do that. So thank you, Sean, for politely smacking me in the head and going, What's up with that? Um, okay, so, uh, and what's fun about this, this is one of the things I like as, as much as I'm kind of the the uh, podcast um, punching bag, crash test, I mean, whatever you call it. Um, I like starting new shows because it reminds me that when you first start, nobody's listening, especially if you're doing a diary from 1995 about being in a country band. Uh, if I go to analytics here, this drives me nuts. They show you, I guess it's your top five downloads. I can sort these, but there's, and if I export these, their exports really bizarre where it shows how many downloads you get per episode per day. So it's like, here's episode one. You got two downloads yesterday. It's, it's, I just want to see, and this is where almost like when, when you learn software, like if you use audacity first before you use audition or whatever, you're going to get stuck with audacity, not stuck, but you're going to love audacity. You're going to go through that learning curve. And so my problem is I'm used to blueberry. I'm used to Libsyn. Uh, and to me, the fact that I can only see five of my episodes here, I'm like, eh, okay. 
but you can see, I think my, my most downloaded episode has 27 downloads. They have a referrer, which most hosts don't have that because you can't really get that information anymore. So I'm letting it know that uh, I'm using podcast mirror for this. Cause I wasn't sure how long I was going to hang around on, on Pippa. Um, they do have this stat, which is how many people are listing on an iPhone versus an iPad versus a computer. Um, this, I asked them the, it, the time of day. I'm like, is that my time zone or like the listener? And they said, no, this is my time zone. So apparently well, people are, are it, it's there. It's a, probably UTC. And then it's displayed in your time zone. Yeah. So when I saw that they were giving time of day, I was like, oh, good God. No, because this is another stat for people to obsess over. Like I need to, I need to release my show at four in the morning because that's when everybody's listening. I'm like, no, to me, I see that and go, yeah. Um, here it's showing I, I'm primarily iPhone, other Android, and a little bit of Windows, a little bit of Mac. And then here they have your your user agents. You have your typical map. And then I don't know if I click on the United States. If it gives me, if it does a Lipson, yeah, it does. Uh, so it breaks it down. San Jose. Yeah. Well, that's weird. Why would you have 88 in San Jose? Because they're country music fans. I don't know. <laughs> so apparently San Jose is, uh, that's my hometown, by the way. Uh, is it? Yeah. I did. I did not know that. Yeah, that's where I was. That's where, you know, all the way up to high school there. Uh, so, but you can see here's my total. But this again is for June to July. And I don't know. Is there a thing here to say? Yeah. Since inception. So if I do that, you click outside. Does it redo my stats? Yeah. So. You can tell when I release a new season on this. If I go back to shows, this is where it was interesting because it used to be I could just make as many shows as I wanted and upload as much as I want, which you still can. But if you get a popular show, um, it's going to be an issue. But they have this, their their player uh, is this. It's not bad. I can choose, you know, um, uh, they have. Pretty but, standard. Yeah. Those are pretty standard. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. My, um. I'm trying to think of, yeah, here's their. Do they have pretty link functionality built in? Kind of. You can make your own kind of. Here's here's what their website looks like for. So if you don't want to, you know, have a, a WordPress site. Um, and I think the difference here. Nope, I was wrong. I was thinking you could go in and make additional pages, but apparently I think you're stuck with what you get. Um. But, you know, it's much like uh, Podbean, Libsyn, you know, the basic website is just that. It's basic. Um, under, oh, I got to be in an episode. I'm like, why, why am I not seeing? Yeah, this is where you can go into the transcript, and I can actually say, hey, give me a transcript of this. Now, I did this, and what's cool about this with the history of the band Six Shooter is I've already got a transcript, which you can't see me holding this up, but I here you can listen to the transcript. All right, I've already transcribed. I'm reading the diary. And what was cool is I was able to then have this transcribe an episode uh, and compare it to the original one in Word. And it was 70% accurate. And to me, that's not a good number. Um, they do have this thing that I've not played with called the snipper, where apparently you can go in and make little snippets to play on Instagram. Or, you know, it's basically the, uh, the headliner kind of tool, that free tool. It's not a horrible platform. They do. They, this is kind of, it sounds weird. They are kind of annoying with this little widget thing, which I forget the name of this. Everybody's using, oh, uh, intercom that every time I pop in here, they're like, Hey, the, 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 the. I'm like, Oh, can you, I just want to add an episode. 
it's interesting. I'll be, I, I am not shocked that they have changed their pricing because they were set up to fail. They, they were using the SoundCloud pricing. And it, this is the other thing I think it's funny. Everybody has this button now, which of course is advertisers. And it looks great because you can say, hey, we'll help you find an advertiser. But unless they're working through Triton or somebody, it's it's one thing to say, I will help you get an advertiser. It's another thing to actually have an advertiser for you. And again, most advertisers that are going to advertise on a national level want that at least 5,000 downloads per episode kind of thing. That's it. I, it's kind of funny because I keep playing with these different, um, you know, the different platforms. And in the end, it's always kind of like, well, I want to see if they're as good as Lipson or Blueberry or whatever. And it's always kind of like, nope, they're, they're, they're not bad, not horrible. It's just, um, I, it's like I said, when they, when they came out swing and I was like, Ooh, I don't even want to promote you now. That's not cool. Are you on the $12 plan? Are you, paying? I'm on the $12 plan. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, and you can see 5,000 downloads per month. If I have, I think I have 27 episodes now, something like that. So that means in theory, you know, so you're probably now I'd have to go look at my numbers in the school of podcasting and see how many downloads I get a month. Yeah. That's 185 downloads per episode. If I have 27 episodes, um, but it is odd. Uh, I think uh, Buzzsprout is another one that limits the amount of downloads you can have. And I'm like, that's, that's a deal breaker. And I really, Podbean? Uh, Podbean does not. Does not. They're unlimited. In, in fact, Pod- Podbean is one of the ones that, like, they're one of the, the cheapest out there that has that model of yeah. we limit a little bit of what you can upload. They've uh, been doing it for a while, too. I, I think, um, you know, when you look at some of these new companies, Pippa, some of what, whatever, you got to kind of see, like, I think it'd be, how long are they going to be around? And not just around, but how long are they going to make updates? So, you know, I post stuff everywhere. And I, so I watch these sites, uh, right. podcasts.com, Mixcloud. Uh, audio boo or what became audio boom audio uh audio mac uh shout engine right all these different ones and many of them dave haven't haven't made an update in two years or maybe three since i've been using them right i mean and you're like it's uh audio mac happens to be way different they're making massive infrastructure upgrades right now they're kind of a mix they're music right they're big in the music they're like soundcloud more than they are uh, podcast hosting, but they still host podcasts. In fact, if you click on upload, it'll give you four different things. Do you want, is this music? Is this a mix? Is this a podcast? Is this a right going, going across? So you have some options there, um, with those services. I just always kind of question, they come out of the gate. They all came out of the gate, super strong. Many of them have never updated since they came out of the gate. You know, uh, do I want to, I think about all the iterations Lipson does. You guys are constantly, being oh, yeah. innovative in yeah. what you're doing, right? Blueberry, Spreaker, right? Yeah. Same kind of thing. So. Um, here's here's a fun one. This is this is depressing, um, but I went to look at my uh, monthly numbers, and they're going down. <laughs> Apparently, I'm losing my audience. This is for the School of Podcasting. No. But in January, of course, everybody's jumping on the podcast bandwagon. But you can see in February, 31,000. In March, 23,000, 21,000, 19. I'm losing like a thousand people a month. I need to go look. When was, when was the change though? The lips and counting change. That was that? in November, 2017. Oh. Oh, so so I'm, I'm slowly losing a little bit of my audience here. But if I had that, I would have to be on the $50 a month plan at Pippa. Yeah. And I'm hey, paying Max 20 bucks. Jumped in to, to join us. Hey, yes. Max. Welcome. Good morning. Can it's, you guys hear me? We can yeah. hear you. 
Oh, fantastic. I wanted to ask a question. I have a uh, an event coming up uh, where I will most likely be doing a live show out of a, a vendor's booth. And I want to know what kind of equipment am I going to need to do a live show? And it's probably going to be on Facebook Live because they probably have over 10,000 you know, Facebook followers and maybe 200 uh, you know, YouTube uh, followers. Mm-hmm. So, and would I need one laptop or two laptops to, to really do well? So what, what would you guys recommend as great equipment for a live show? Yeah, Max, I do this two, three, three times a year. So I have a little uh, Lisa's Multimix 4. It could be anything. It's just a mixer that's USB, right? So don't, mm-hmm. don't get yeah. hung up on that. Just get the most inexpensive one that you can. I, I like Mackie because they're durable, but if you're just doing yeah. this once, go so cheap. It needs to be USB enabled. Um, I Then I use ATR, you, you know, the, the 2100s. They're great. 2005s. They're great at conferences. Um, one of the things I've gotten into in the past uh, or recently is using these arms, but I buy the cheap newer arms. The <clears throat> That sounds funny. Newer. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the, the name um, of the company. <laughs> That's the name of the company, but the um, they're like fifteen dollars, and I actually uh, they, I screw them onto the tables when I'm there so that I can move the mics around. Right? Um, I like uh, it, it, I, we talked about this last week. I try not to push headphone sound out to my out to the listeners, the the guests that I have. So you come right out of the board and monitor the sound yourself, but they, you don't they don't need to hear themselves. Um, and then one laptop, and I always request at conferences that. I get wired connection. I, you yeah. know, let's see, you, you can't, don't do the conference Wi-Fi. It'll suck. Um, and I go out to the facility in advance if I can and do a speed check just to make sure it is what they advertise it is. I've actually had to troubleshoot two or three different conference facilities to say, I don't think you guys are getting what you think you're getting. <laughs> you know, you, you might want to call your service provider because I think you're getting ripped off. So, mm. One laptop. The other thing I like to do at a conference, Max, is have a big monitor on the table that's just mirroring my laptop screen. So people think that's cool. They'll see the microphones and they'll be like, hmm, what's going on there? And then they'll see you're live on YouTube or you're live on whatever, right? I use, we use Hangouts for that. And they, they, it's, it makes them stop. The other thing I would recommend is lighting. So, conference areas are notoriously poorly lit they're lit for mood not for podcasting so get a get a cheap set of cowboy studio lights or whatever that's also a big draw in a conference when you have these big lights up in the air and people walk by the booth and they're like what is going on there right <laughs> it's it's as much about the effect of your, what you have set up as it is about the podcast that you're doing there right and so the, the presentation matters that's really it. You probably have everything except a mixer at this point, I would imagine. I don't know if you need to buy too much more. Do you, do you have a small mixer, a small USB mixer? No, I don't. I, I knew that I was going to have to uh, do that because I just do don't, a single mic uh, Don't solo spend show. any more than $100 on it. Like, you can get <laughs> yeah. pretty good. You can get a pretty good mixer just for this occasion for right around 100 bucks. Yeah. yeah, and I saw that you had links in the show notes from either last week or the prior week to uh, some mixers. What about speakers? Have you done anything so that the crowd can hear you, or is that just a feedback issue? Or it is. It's yeah, I'm gonna say. That, yeah, it's harder that way. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay. Dave, yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah, that was gonna be my thing because if you introduce speakers, now you've got to have the microphones behind the speakers because right. if you don't, now you've got a feedback problem, and and typically. I'm trying to think of any time I've ever done that. A, you're going to kind of annoy the booth next to you. 
because mm-hmm. they're trying to talk to their people about their product and you're like, Hey, we're talking with Jim. And you're like, okay, great. Um, I don't know. I just don't know. I, I think the, the power you get from that is number one. That's why I went and grabbed one. You can get a sign, a, just a plastic sign holder and just, you know, put your, your artwork in there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting all reminiscent. This was my, this is my address when I had an office building. I was like, Oh, lower level 41. I remember that, but you could just put this up, you know, uh, live podcasting on, you know, blah, blah, blah. Have your logo there available in iTunes and Google play just, just to make it look a little official. So if people are like, what is he doing? You actually got the answer right there. Max, how big is this? How big is this uh, event and how many other vendors are there? And give, give me a feel for what the setup is like. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be a pretty widely spread uh, event, uh, buildings, uh, tents, you know, multiple uh, locations. This particular vendor is uh, off in a tent, fairly good sized tent. So it's a, a little bit isolated from uh, you know, other folks around them. Okay, so you could set up some speakers that you want to test with this. You want to test the recording with it. You just need to get them pretty far away from the microphones. And then you're, all you're doing at that point is recording the out, you know, what, what you're, the, you're coming off the, make sure you run that sound through the same um, mixer right. that you're using for the live stream. And then just test it. Every, every situation is different. And, uh, and so you, you just, you know, you don't know, it's definitely not going to sound as good because it's going to have, you're going to, you're going to hear a little bit of echo in it and it's going to sound live. Whereas opposed to, if you don't have speakers, you still have that live sound, but you're not getting that boomy kind of potential echo in the background of folks. Right. So, um, again, it's harder, not impossible, just harder. Right. Uh, one, One more thing to think about. Do yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be an interesting trade-off because I'll want to, uh, you know, use the sh- repackage the show and use it later. But go yeah, ahead, well, real quick. Well, you, in the tent, you might actually be able to get away with it more because the sound will leak more, right? And so, in the tent, you, you may have better chances. So, sorry, Dave, I interrupted. Well, no, I was I, I was busy getting my sign. Do you have your guest wear headphones? You know, it's kind of interesting. The vendor is a uh, headphone manufacurer, so mm, it would be crazy. Yes. Be crazy not to use yeah. their headphones. You might you might want to have a headphone amp then in that yeah. case, or at least a splitter board into a headphone amplifier. Yeah. Uh, we, we talked about those two weeks ago. I like those art. I think it's art uh, ones, but you can get a Behringer for thirty bucks, whatever. Yeah. Um, in that case, yeah, you definitely want to if they're if that's what they do, then you definitely yeah. want to have headphones on. Yeah. Well, and they also have, uh, you know, boom microphones with it as well. So now I've got to start to figure out, oh, my gosh, you know, does it make sense to, you know, figure out how to, uh, you know, boost that to a line level so I can, you know, use their mic. And I'm starting to think "Ah, that might be too much trouble. Just put the mic out of the way and use the ATR 2100s. But they they were great. Uh, 2100s in live. I think they're better live than they are in studio. They are really (laughs) good mics for live. Yeah. 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 All right. So used them a ton. They're they're not good enough. This is the thing. They're they're cheap enough that the field's not very big around it, and they're gain hungry, which means I mean it's really hard to get too yeah. much gain to these things, which means yeah. you won't get a lot of feedback uh, because mm. the field the 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 field they create just can't get that big. Where you know if you're running a condenser mic, uh, you know fill in oh, the right. blank, whatever. Those are going to be super sensitive. You could. Uh, SM58s, there's no better mic for live than an SM58. And you can run a 58 just like you run an ATR20. And they are, they are, I think, the best live, most durable mics 
known to man. They've been around, Dave, 40 years, maybe? Oh, everyone I have has a dented windscreen, <laughs> they're, they're, and they just yeah. they take a licking and keep on ticking. It's it's amazing. <laughs> Max, this, those are 100 bucks too, if you're buying new. But, yeah, but you right. know, again, they, they are the industry standard if you're doing anything live. You got to get up on them. You know, mm-hmm. that's the other thing live. You want to you want to make sure your gain is set and you want people like I am right now, right on the mic, like right on it. You do not don't don't do this thing where you put it super far away, no. especially the twenty one hundreds. Your sound will be awful. Get those mics. That's why I like those newer arms, because you can get the mic right in their face for mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Any special setup with uh, Facebook Live? I know for I, I probably want to record the audio separately because the audio that we'd have afterwards would probably be it's not good. Yeah. Live. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just treat Facebook Live like you treat anything else, uh, right. like a hangout or I know. Yeah, you you don't get as much control with Facebook Live as you do with a hangout. Yeah. Like you know, it's just you're on. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're live. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I, I just don't like it as much. I'm not a big. I just don't like it. Steve asked me, Steve Sleeper asked me that question in the chat room just a few minutes ago, if I do much with Facebook Live. And I don't. I just, it's not my favorite platform for that. I should, by the way, I should, but I don't. So, can, um, go. Can I feed a C920s into the laptop so that I can yep. use that then? Got to be powerful enough of a laptop to handle the 920. You know, 920 is weird in that yeah. it'll consume 100% of the resources if the driver's not installed correctly or whatever. And um, But it yeah, no, you totally can. And the C920s are super cheap right now. Like they're 60 right. bucks. Yeah, because there's the C924 or something. There's some new model out. Full price at Best Buy is like 60 bucks, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, I use, in fact, I, I um, have a little tripod that I, because um, the C920s have the camera mount on the bottom. So mm-hmm. I use a little, a normal camera tripod and I just mount that C920 on it and it allows me to have the right angle or whatever to be able to get the entire table. I wouldn't use the laptop to try and get, right. get it's going to be too close um, in those kinds of things. So yeah, a little tripod is helpful to, to be able to and do that. The other thing would make sure you have business cards of some sort right. for people stopping by. I'm, I'm laughing. This is an old card on the back. It has, you know, all my shows and I have something labeled podcasting perspectives. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> so so I, I have to be sure that I don't try and uh, you know get too far away from keeping it simple. But a last question anyway: What about multiple cameras on Facebook Live? Mm. Yikes! That's a new one to me. You can do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you'd have to have a switcher, right? You'd have to have a camera switcher. You'd have so to have some have sort of yeah. You'd have to have something would have to be controlling that. I I know. I was surprised because mm-hmm. when you start a Facebook Live, it says uh, camera or share screen. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to start off with my camera and then I'm going to share my screen in the middle of the Facebook live. And unless there's a button I couldn't find, it's like either, or you, like I could not in the middle of a Facebook live say, okay, I want to switch my screen. Like now I can share my screen in Google Hangouts, Facebook. It was like, nope, it's one or the other. So I don't know. You'd have to have some sort of, you know, wire cast or some okay. sort of system. I would, I would just stick with one and keep it simple. Keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so worry about that for the future. I'm guessing if it were Google Hangouts, that would be a little easier. Uh, Google well, Hangouts easy. does it on its own. Yeah, <laughs> easier is in the eye of the beholder. Um, so actually, yeah, if you're sitting there next to each other, that's the difference. This, this is it does the automatic switching now because it's two different computers. Then you'd have yeah. to have two laptops, and that's you would. 
You would. You and, would want two two different computers to run those cameras. It's not impossible than the one you're controlling, the Hangout, the the one that's got the broadcast on it, where you click on the buttons on the bottom here where, where we're looking, um, d- denotes what they see. So like Dave could, if he didn't, if he wanted to shut me out, he could just click on himself, and then the video would show him, re- even though I'm talking right now. <laughs> And so uh, you get a little control that way. You get some camera control that way. Yeah, and I'm guessing that probably since they've got over 10,000 Facebook uh, users and 200 uh, YouTube users, it just doesn't make sense to do the Hangouts. Well, not only Uh, that, but the other thing I would worry about is now if I'm doing Facebook Lives, I'm relying on the Wi-Fi of the venue. And that's where I would go, okay. That's where you kind of go, and here we go. It's like, eh. Because some... I'm usually for Facebook versus Google. I just think Wi-Fi at a venue nine times out of 10, is just horrible. It's enough to check your email. Um, I've tried to stream a couple things and it's always like, you know, you're like, Hey, it's working. And then all of a sudden you're, no, it's not. Okay. Oh yes, it is. Oh no, it's not. Oh, so can you do Facebook live off desktop? Yeah. And I, okay. So, I mean, you could use, and this is from the chat room, you could use OBS or X split. Yeah, to capture those cameras and then push it to a Facebook live stream. You want to do it that way. And that again, you're now you're adding complexity. You're adding a PC that can handle XSplit or handle OBS. So you're you're you know it's adding some complexity to the process if you're gonna if you're gonna go that way. I forgot about this. Linda mentioned Switcher Studio. Uh, I saw them at Podcast Movement. Oh man, probably three years ago. And it was uh, if this is the well, if, sounds like that you might want to look into that one. Max Switcher Studio, thirty yeah. bucks okay. hmm. for up to six cameras is what they're saying in the in the chat. Yeah, I remember, I've never done that myself. I remember because it was interesting because the guy should have bought a booth, but he didn't. He was just walking around showing it to everybody. I was like, oh, okay. So, <laughs> Max, is that helpful? That that's incredibly helpful. Thanks very much. I'll start to uh, you know working on my uh, equipment list here and do some tests. I think that's probably the key is just to test the whole thing out before I show up there. Yeah. That's it. I've done this for four years. And if you look back at the very first ones I did, they're dark. The sound's not very good. The angles are bad. Our Wi-Fi, we were trying to do Wi-Fi. It was sketchy. And you can see every time I do it, it gets a little bit better and a little bit better. That's it. To the point now, I get booked for this thing. I have a, a, this, my partner at work actually just books me for it now. And she's like, hey, you're podcasting these dates. And we don't even, we just, the equipment's in the back of my car. I pull up. I've got bags. I walk in, we undo everything. We set up the studio. We're done. Right. So practice is key, right? Yep. For sure. And Dave, yeah. what is the iPad app that you use for, um, uh, uh, you know, sounds? I jingle. I jingle. I jingle. I it's 20 bucks. Got it. I think it might be useful to stick in a one minute promo so that I can get a glass of water. Or That's it. At some, at some point we need a quick break. Uh, you know, live, you can get away with a lot more. Cause I think people understand your, you know, you're you doing have to it breathe. Live. Yeah. Yeah. Max, <laughs> if you have any hardware problems or questions as you're doing this, just ping me. Yep. Will yep. do. And just to let you know, I'm right next to San Jose. So where, where, <laughs> where which, I live, which? I live in mountain view. So, Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm, just I'm just kidding. I can't, I just can't handle the traffic there. Like every time I go home, I, I just, it's like, Oh, the Bay area. It's great. It's got it a is. lot of great stuff, but it man, does. Getting on the road any time of the day is pretty pretty nightmarish. So well, yeah, it's true, but it's all fun. Hey, thanks guys, appreciate Max, all your help. Thanks for calling thanks in. Appreciate it. Thanks. Bye bye. Take care. 
Yeah. Speaking of Max being an awesome supporter, Josh Liston, uh, I actually listened to On the Bubble podcast. It's about shows that like were canceled. And he goes, he does a deep dive into how the fans tried to get the show to come back. And in some cases they did. It's kind of an interesting show. It's at on the bubble uh, podcast.com. Uh, Greg from debt shepherd.com. Uh, Jonathan from, I, I have this set up. To, oh, here, I'll just look at it here. Weekly awesome.com. Glenn, the geek Hebert from horse radio network.com. Josh rivers from podcasting experiments.com. This guy, the one and only Max Trescott from AviationNewsTalk.com, who, of course, is the 2008 National CFI of the Year. What does CFI stand for? Certified Flight Instructor? That's it. And it's that. Way to go, buddy. And then Shane from Spybrary.com, who I still love your coasters. Then if we get to our $10 patrons, that would be Jeffrey from PodNuts. That's the computer repair podcast at PodNuts. Now, Nuts is N-U-T-Z. Nick Suberling, the Subes. From CincinnatiSoccerTalk.com, Sean Park, I mentioned him early earlier from uh, Be Your Own Nerd, except I have a typo there. It's Be Your Own Nerd. I forgot the R in his, uh, if, you're, if you're looking at the video from this, it's Be Your Own Nerd, not Be You Own, own Nerd. Or Be You Own Nerd. Yeah, something was going on there. Doug Salomon from Become Limitless, uh, Eliquity from TravelGlutenFree.com. Corey Finneran from IVNV.com, Jay Cleveland Payne. You can find him at jclevenpaynenet slash podcast. Jason from CUATX. I forget, I remember, I forget what the show's about. Uh, Jeremy Dennis from transmissionspodcast.com. Jim Collison. Who's that guy from the average guy.tv? Sketchy. Yeah. Joel Sosihai from stackingbenjamins.com. Joe Taylor from on face edge. Kim Slusher from on faith's edge. Uh, Michael Ray. Do we know what Michael's show is? Doesn't he have such it, a- it could be in transition. Yes. He's in transition. Aren't we all? Five, our $5 patrons, Master Cauldron from cauldronscript.com, Rob Griffiths from bedtime.fm slash storytime, as well as bedtime.fm slash peace out, Troy Heinrich from blacklistexposed.com, and our new patron, Carrie Bond from uh, Bond Fire Studio. That is such a cool, just, it's cool enough having the last name Bond, but when you throw in fire, it's like, that's awesome. Our $1 patrons, we love you all, Barb from anchor.fm slash barbtusa. Sean from Clarinet.com. Also, congratulations to Sean. He just had a little baby girl. Creepykingdom.com. Dave from Ottawa Works. Emily Prokop. The one and only Emily Prokop. From, and that's not her. That's her. <laughs> there we go. Uh, from the story behind podcast.com. Uh, Garrett from crowdfundingchristianmusic.com. Gary and Margaret from beekeepingpodcast.com. Craig from Inglaeus Podcast. I can never say Craig without going Craig internal Latin podcast awards. You can find them at latinpodcastawards.com. Jason from TV times com, Jeffrey from genealogy showcase.com Lucas apps at uh, triangle tactical.net uh, Mike Moody from Mr. Robot podcast.com Paul from fighting through podcast.co.uk. It's uh, war memoirs, Patrick Keller from big C big seance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big Seance Podcast.com, Brandon from Seahawkers Podcast.com, Sean from uh, Slept in Government Class. Basically, you can find that at uh, sleptinclass.com, Steve Sleeper from Earn.show, and last but not least, Wayne from MediaVoiceOvers.com. Now, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, all you have to do is do what Max did and go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, at the beginning of the month, we thank everybody. So we appreciate everyone for supporting. And also you will see today 
in the uh, Patreon group, we're over, there's a threshold that if we get to a certain threshold, I actually do an hour of Q&A just for patrons. So be looking for that uh, message to come out over at patron.com. So. And let me say thanks, too. For, I, I say this whenever you read the full list, but it's super important to me. This is Dave's thing. And it's just super important to me when you guys support us. So thanks for, for those of you who, if you're listening to this and reread your name, thanks for doing that. I, I appreciate it. It's a big deal. Your list is impressive, Dave. And so thanks for thanks for what you do as well. Well, I've started uh, promoting it in other places besides just ask the podcast coach. Like if you go to school of podcasting.com slash work with me, it's listed there like, hey, there's more tutorials over here. And you can, you know, like Sean last month was freaking out because he, I think he'd just come on board from Claire and Eat. He's like, I paid a buck and I got basically almost private coaching with Dave Jackson. He goes, this is bizarre. And I'm like, the power of working as a group. So, and Dave, uh, I think we're at the end of our time. We, we are. He said, as he tries to fade up the music, uh, what's coming up on uh, the average guy.tv went solo last week or on Thursday. Yeah. My guest, my host at 25 minutes before said, I can't make it. And so I did a solo show. So if you're, I don't know, we'll see. Tell me how you like it, TheAverageGuy.tv. How was that? It's hard for me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a host guy. I like having somebody else to bounce. To bounce off ideas of. off of? Yeah. Uh, this week on the School of Podcasting, besides I have to go buy, um, subscribe, share. Daniel, what's the name of your thing? Subscribe and follow. Plug Social in. Social subscribe and share. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go buy that and put it on my website, and I will tell you uh, my thoughts on that. I'm also going to try to play with Radio Public sometime today. Other than that, I have a couple things that I have a list of things that like, if all else fails, you can talk about this. Uh, so, which is kind of interesting and partly due to the July 4th holiday, I kind of lost a day of production. So I'm, I'm normally at this point, I know exactly what's going on and I'm kind of a day behind. So, uh, two Mondays and two Fridays this week. It was really weird. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so that's, what's maybe coming up on the school podcasting on Monday. Uh, I, there's a bunch of things I've been playing with a lot of toys, so I might just, uh, pull a, Hey, here's what I've been playing with kind of, uh, lesson, but we are here every Saturday, except next week, Jim will not be here. I'll have to figure out, uh, who's sitting in the chair, uh, for next week, but, uh, congratulations to your son. And, yeah, um, thank you. Thank you. but you can join me ask the podcast slash live next week. Thanks for being here. 